0: Hello there, listeners. My name's Tommy.
1: My name's Aaron.
0: And welcome to episode two of the Super Pod Saga, the podcast where Aaron and I are on a quest to talk about every topic in the history of video games.
1: And what a quest it's been. (laughs) And
0: what what a quest it's gonna be. This is gonna be a (laughs) years-long project. Um, Before we get to today's topic, though, I saw that... Aaron asked a question on our anchor.fm page, which I didn't even know was a thing, but I'm glad he did. He Neither did I, I was he, just goofing. He, he asked, what's your favorite game on the Wii? And we got an answer from, do you do you know who
1: it is? Yeah, yeah, that's my brother. He's, he's a total soy boy, backwoods uh,
0: bravo. Backwoods bravo with a Z. He yep. said, bowling, every other game ever created for the Wii is terrible. <laughs> which, which i disagree with nice. but but that's that's everyone's free to have an opinion
1: he's clearly never played red steel <laughs> red
0: steel or the the silent hill we exclusive because that existed
1: oh yeah that's <laughs> but, right
0: but we talked about the we in episode one that's not what we're talking about today what are we talking about today aaron
1: uh, it's gonna be weird. Uh, video game characters, slash weird video game mechanics. Cause depending on the game, they they kind of go hand. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: We've got quite the list. I've got more mechanics than characters, and Aaron, you, you have more characters than mechanics,
1: right? Yep, I played a lot of goofy garbage. A lot <laughs> of goofy garbage characters.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll start it off then, since this is your topic. What's what's your first character?
1: Yeah, the first one was uh, it's from a game that I know really well, like probably my favorite game ever, from Final Fantasy 9 and it's uh, Quina or Quina, however you want to say it. Uh, don't know how you say it. It's it's totally. Uh, oh, oh man, it's just like like a chef with a big old frog tongue kind of looking maid. It's thing. it's so tough
0: to describe. This is the this is the exact character I had number one on my list for weird characters because yeah. you, you told me to play Final Fantasy IX and I finally did and I really liked a lot of it but like most of the characters are humans just normal humans doing human things and then there's this weird frog chef thing that talks in a weird way and and how, do, how does their mechanic work in battle?
1: So, so Quina is what's <coughs> in Final Fantasy there's what's called a blue mage and like their gimmick is they like they copy the abilities of enemies, and in other games, it would be like there would be like a learn command, or like they would kill the enemy and get the ability. But uh, Aquina loves to eat food, so they just eat eat enemies and they learn the ability. Yeah. They just say, try like, like that tastes bad or something.
0: <laughs> every every other character is like, I'm gonna attack. I got different sword abilities. I can jump into the sky and pierce them from the heavens. And Quina's like, I'm gonna try and eat them. And it doesn't tell you when is okay to eat them and when isn't because you don't see their health or anything so like the first time i did that i was like let's see what eat does and they're like they tasted bad (laughs) and that was the
1: end of the turn and i'm like uh the game does a a pretty piss poor job of like teaching you how to use that yeah it does but like what's even goofier too is like each character in that game has what's called a transform when they like (gasps) I think it's like deal and or take a certain amount of damage. Yeah, and uh, and and Quina instead of eat it turns into cook, and uh, I think it increases the threshold to where you can eat something. But I oh. still don't really know.
0: <laughs> I never experienced that because genuinely after that I was like, well, you're never being on the team again, and I don't like looking at you either. You really weird me <laughs>
1: out. He's, and he's, he's, yeah, and and.
0: Yeah, every every like the the okay. whole story quest is like to save the world and all this other stuff and Quinna just joins you out of the blue because they're hungry and they want to try more food. It's just such a yeah. weird thing in this game.
1: They're they're tired of frogs, goddammit, it! <laughs> like everything else in the world even if they're like big spiny beetles or like plants or slimes or whatever the hell. And I guess
0: teaming up with the these people that are like traversing the globe to fight evil and that's probably your best bet to experience all these foods if they're fine taking you with you, taking that's you with true. them.
1: That's true. Like, Quina reminds me. Did you ever watch the show Bizarre Foods?
0: No, I did not.
1: Oh, Google Bizarre Google the foods. Google Bizarre Foods. He like that's the main character guy. Like that's that's Quina. All right. But oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just go yep. around and eat goofy garbage.
0: I can absolutely see this. Except yep. he's just missing the unnecessarily long tongue.
1: There we go. We can Photoshop that one of these days.
0: Oh, if I had any skill at using Photoshop, I'd do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is it okay if I go now? Yep, you're good. Go ahead. I want to talk about the new game, the the sequel mechanic, whatever you want to call it, in the Stanley Parable. And I think I've come up with a Succinct, quick way to explain it, <laughs> because I can talk way too much about the Stanley Parable. Um, listeners, if you <laughs> if so cool though, if you haven't played the Stanley Parable, it's a game where you just walk through an office and interact with things. The story is Stanley's coworkers have gone missing, and you have to go figure out what happened to them. So you just walk through and there's a narrator and he's like he tells you what to do and you can do it or not like the first choice is like a set of two open doors and the narrator is like Stanley took the left door and you can take the right door if you want and and things just get go crazy and off the rails and it came out in 2013 I loved it and last month the ultra deluxe edition of the game finally came out and One thing that games always struggle with with DLC or added content is it's just kind of shoved into the old game awkwardly, and you like have to get to a certain point to even experience it or start from the beginning. But the Stanley Parable, they like about an hour in, they just have a door with a neon sign that says new, new content. (laughs) So you know exactly where to go. And a part of that new, new content from the narrator is a thing called the the, hold on, I don't remember the exact words, the reassurance bucket. It's, it's a metal bucket that Stanley can hold, and it keeps him calm and keeps him company as he goes through the crazy office. And from that point on, whenever you start a new run at the beginning of the office, if you want to experience the old Stanley Parable stuff, you just go through it without picking up the bucket. But there's like a pillar at the beginning that's holding the bucket. And if you want to experience the new endings and stuff, you just pick up the bucket and you carry it with you, and then you get all like new that. stuff. It's,
1: I like that. It's just like like an emotional support bucket, like he's exactly, he's just like holding in two arms. He's like, "Hello." Oh. And it it makes sense too,
0: because like the bucket takes him to new places, lets him explore new things, because he's got that reassurance that things are going to be okay.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a. It's like a uh, that's what I'm looking for the uh, emotional support dogs or whatever, but yeah. uh, you know it's, but this one's bucket. got a handle. Yeah, you can put yeah. stuff in it. You can't put stuff into a dog.
0: My my favorite voice line from the bucket stuff is uh, he finds out that the the office is actually a mind control facility, and the he's like the realization, and the narrator goes, S- "No, Stanley screamed into the bucket," <laughs> just that mental <laughs> image. It just kills me. <laughs> okay. Oh man! What do What do you have next? I can't I can't keep laughing about the bucket.
1: <laughs> I, love, I love the idea. of face first. I know. A no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! Okay. Hang Uh. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, Chrono Cross. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it just got remastered on the uh. Like every console known to mankind, pretty much. But there's a lot, like a lot of goofy characters. In that game. Um, but one of the coolest, though, is definitely Skelly, who is just a skeletal clown. Like that's that's it. He's just a skeleton that has clown uh, shoes and gloves and a little nose on, and he's uh he's pretty cool. And
0: I'm looking up a picture of him, and I just want to specify like. He's not a goofy looking skeleton. He's, he doesn't have like a. He's a literal skeleton, like an, an anatomically correct skeleton, but with oversized shoes and gloves.
1: Yeah, for, for anybody that's listened to this ever, just go on to Google, look up Chrono Cross Skelly. And yeah, he's, he's literally just a skeleton with a big gold, like, clown hat on, and he's got, like, a. Like, the kiss, like, the, the star thing over one eye. and He does. Alright. Uh, and what's so goofy too is like other characters in the game you recruit them just going through the story or you bring them like an item or something like that but Skelly you just find his fucking skull on the ground and he's like <laughs> find my parts and then you like you go around finding like bags of mixed bones and like his scapula and stuff and can can and he it, be
0: in the party before you find all of his parts?
1: Like, no, you use... just stays in your item bag like cool. all his different cool. parts. Makes sense. <laughs> oh man, and then and then there's turnip. He's just turnip. Uh, th- there's a whole like rigmarole you got to go through to get turnip, but he's like just a little little. His head is like a turnip, but he, he's like a little sword fighter. I don't know how to explain. Oh, it, he, he's, got he's, like, he's, awesome. he's got like
0: he's uh, got like Dragon Ball Z hair. He's got that anime hair, except it's a turnip leaf. <laughs> What he a beautiful a little sword.
1: guy. And oh man, and then there's go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, is it like a Final <laughs> Fantasy IX situation where most of the people are human and then there's just these random and creatures for no reason?
1: It's hard to say because there's a lot of like I'd say it's like it's actually about half and half. Like half are like human, and then the other half is like there's some pretty goofy shit. Like uh, pretty early on, depending on like what. What route you go or who you have joined You can have this dog named pochel Join you and it talks with like a lisp Kind of Oh uh, Oh man Oh what is his name the alien guy Starkey He's just a little, little alien a little space suit A little, little laser gun There's all sorts of cool ones All sorts of little goofy guys
0: These are all goofy so guys that, re- There aren't enough games where you can just Recruit random people to join you also i just want to say for turnip i'm looking at his stats or attributes or whatever and for career it says a total vegetable which
1: that's the <laughs> that's a career that's why i aim to be Goals. <laughs> definitely dude <laughs> okay i've right, got what
0: do you got i've got i'm gonna go with another mechanic have you heard of a phone game called lifeline
1: uh no actually
0: it's it's a series of games that i think are incredible it's it's literally a mechanic i've never seen anywhere else so the the whole thing is it's a it's a real how do i even describe it it's a real time thing where you start the game and you get a message from what's even his name hold on i should have had this beforehand (laughs) taylor you get, a, you get a message in the game from this guy named Taylor, and he's like, hey, dude, I'm on an alien planet, and my ship crashed, and I need some help. Uh, can you, like, keep in contact with me? And you're like, sure. And in real time, over the next few weeks, he'll, like, send you messages and be like, should I head towards this hill, or should I try and find some shade for shelter? Or, or, and, and if you don't respond, like, a few hours later, he'll be like, hey, really need some help here. And it's just such a cool idea. Like, I'll, I remember, yeah, I remember when I had it, it'd be like 2 a.m. and I'd get a message from him and I'd be like, oh, crap, I got to message Taylor back so he doesn't die. And, oh, shit. Uh, like, he'll be like, oh, man, I'm by my, uh, my ship's nuclear reactor for warmth and it's like however much nuclear whatever measurement. He's like, is that safe for me to sit by? And you actually have to Google it and try and figure out how much nuclear stuff is safe for a human being to be by. Stuff like what that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry, babe, I can't give the baby a bath tonight. Taylor needs to know how like, <laughs> much like, hair to trim off his head. Exactly. Or it looks stupid.
0: And there was, like, seven of them, I want to say. But they, they eventually stopped making <gasps> them.
1: Seven games?
0: Yeah, seven different games oh, in the Lifeline no. series. Let me see how many. Damn.
1: They, does it, like, does it... Go oh, on. Sorry. Oh, are you? Does it, like... Does it send you the messages through the game, or does it send you like actual text messages
0: through the game? So you'll get a notification, oh. like a, a phone notification, but then the messages are all yeah. through the game, and then like that's some so of cool. them, some of them follow Taylor, some are with different people. I played a few of them, and and they were. It's just a really neat idea that I've never seen before.
1: Yeah, that's I've never heard of anything like that before. I thought that was gonna be like um, uh, that one like disease game, like Plague Inc. or whatever, but. New. Yeah, you you definitely blew my expectations out of the water. Good,
0: good. Now it's your <laughs> turn.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, uh, one sec. There we go. So, um, have you ever played or heard of the Valkyrie Profile series?
0: No, that doesn't even sound real. <laughs>
1: Valkyrie <laughs> uh, Profile? Yeah. yeah, there was. There Tell me more. Very many yeah the whole series is just different <laughs> from other <laughs> RPGs but like but there, there's one on the DS that like um it was more of like a, like a tactical RPG like uh, like know, fantasy tactics or fire emblem but mm-hmm. uh, the the goofy like mechanic in it is that there's uh, this thing called the what is it I think it's like the Dark Bloom or something like that, I'd have to look it up but it's like this uh, um, you can use it to basically like sacrifice one of your teammates and uh, depending on which teammate you sacrifice, you'll you go unlock like a special ability and all of your stats will just be like super boosted and you can just one shot like everything um, and it's super odd too because like, um games like uh, like Advanced Wars and like Fire Emblem you'll do like a little combat segment mm-hmm. and then you go to some story and then kind of repeat that little cycle but uh, in this game no man you'll, you'll go like three battles in a row and uh, if you die you have to start all over from, from the first battle oh. and it's it's rough so like sometimes you'll be like oh, uh, like uh, if you come across you can put yourself in a bad situation where somebody's going to die or like um, you're about to lose the battle. And, uh, yeah, you can sacrifice a teammate. And I'm assuming they're gone
0: forever, right? Yep. Ooh, forever. That's tough. It reminds yep. me so of you... uh, sacrificing people in Into the Breach. Except you don't get any bonuses from that. They're just dead forever, and hopefully their sacrifice was worth it. <laughs>
1: right.
0: That's always. That was, that was good. Too. Turn based games like that always seem to have the coolest mechanics, like switching up the formula
1: god I could talk for hours about into the breach too let's not get into that okay <laughs> I've
0: got a i've got a character okay um how much of the the psychonauts games have you played
1: I, I haven't actually played them i <gasps> I've, I've always wanted to play the first game but I, I always put it off but so I know that's really good and, and really extremely goofy like with yes the man and very stuff. goofy
0: There's tons of goofy characters I could talk about, but I'm going to talk about Nona Aquato, who is the main character, Raz's grandmother, because she has the wildest, weirdest character development I think I might have ever seen. (laughs) So the start of the game, she's just your grandma. She's really, really old, really small, and the the Aquato family is cursed, where if they go near water, they die. Everyone dies in water, so they can't touch water. And so she's just old and whenever you talk to her, she's like, stay away from the water, Raz. And he's like, okay, (laughs) Grandma, I'll do that. And as you go through the game, you learn so much about her past. You learn that she was born in a country Grulovia with her sister Morona, and eventually she gets psychic powers, and so she is one of the founding members of the Psychonauts. And she falls in love with one of the, the founding members, Ford Kroler. And, and she has to go back to her country of Grulovia. And she becomes the minister of war for Grulovia. Nice. And, and they win the war. Yeah. But then everyone is mad at the leader of Grulovia. And they're holding Damn. protests and stuff. And he's like, get rid of them. Make them go away. So she makes it rain, because that's her power is over water. And he's like, no, like really get rid of them. And so she causes it to flood, and it kills all the people that are doing that. And she finds out that one of the people was her sister. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I know, her sister and, and her sister's husband. And <laughs> so the psychonauts have to go and stop her. <laughs> all of, and, and so they go. And the, the Ford Crawler is too in love. He can't kill her. So he traps her personality inside her brain and alters her memory so that she thinks that she's her sister and that her sister's kids are her own, and so she raises them as her own. So your grandma is actually your great aunt this whole time, (laughs) and she's the bad guy. She's the evil person in the game. (laughs) Sorry for spoilers, but it's just, they go so far from being like, here's his grandma, she's weird, huh, to being like, she's the ultimate evil, and she's gonna destroy the world.
1: That that I yeah, I wasn't expecting that for for Psychonauts. No, I thought it was just like I thought it was just like, here's a band of psychic detectives or whatever they <laughs> yeah. do. And then they, they fight the bad guy and they win and that's it. No, there's actually a whole world
0: and, and plot and history and wars. <laughs>
1: psychic wars. That's, that's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, what do you what do you have next? uh the next one i have is uh all right so the earthworm gym i guess yeah ha- have you ever played earthworm gym or no. like, seen the show from I've, like 30 billion years ago i've
0: seen screenshots i didn't even know there was a show
1: yeah it was it was a long time ago i, remember, I watched it like a couple times as a kid but uh i've I forgotten all about that but um it has definitely some of the goofiest like the goofiest fucking characters on there but uh one of the best is like one of the main villains that's uh bob the killer goldfish oh, the killer. and he himself like his name implies it's just a goldfish but he's a goldfish in a bowl uh-huh. and it's uh it's always carried around by this like muscular like cow cat thing. oh yeah
0: i guess that's the best way to describe it it's yeah. it's got a full body of hair like a cat but it also has chest hairs coming out
1: yeah i don't know how that i don't know what the hell it is i, I forget so um,
0: how how is mr goldfish bob the killer goldfish a, a killer how does he kill
1: <laughs> that's the thing so so usually how earthworm jim goes is it's like kind of like mega man where you like you'll right through an entire stage and you fight a boss at the end um for this one, so we get to the end of his stage and then you get to his boss battle but instead of fighting him uh, Jim just plucks him out of his little, little fishbowl there and just swallows him and then that's it, next level, you're done boss <laughs> battle, complete
0: <laughs> I, hold on, I, I'm reading about okay. Bob the Killer Goldfish, I just have to read these first two sentences in the television <laughs> series Bob has a deep southern drawl <laughs> Bob, oh, yes. Bob focus his attention on Universal Conquest and spends much of his time attempting to convince the fish of La Planeta de Agua to embark on a destructive rampage. For those who don't, who don't speak Spanish, that's the Planet of Water.
1: <laughs> it's, so just, it's such a goofy series, dude. And there's... I forget which game it was, but there's, like, one final level that's where you're in hell, but they call it Heck. <laughs> I thought that was... Pretty hilarious, that That's way. great. <laughs> All right. I've I've
0: got. I've got um, have you ever played Disco Elysium?
1: I've I, I have not yet. I've heard you. I, I've heard you <laughs> tell me many stories over our little chat we've had going. But yes, uh, yeah, go for it.
0: I'm going to specifically talk about the attributes system of the game, which sounds super boring, but it is super weird. So in most games like Skyrim or whatever, you build up your attributes like your strength or your dexterity or your archery or whatever. And they're just numbers that go up and you become better at things. And it's just kind of a passive thing. And in uh, Disco Elysium, your skills and stuff are actual parts of your brain that talk to you whenever you do literally anything in the game so let's say you step outside and it's raining your perception will literally talk to you and be like oh looks like it's raining out i hope you brought an umbrella and you can respond to your perception or yeah it's there's 6 12 18 24 different stats that can all talk to you they're like composure authority rhetoric encyclopedia and another cool thing it does with those is If you have them too low, you'll be bad at it. And if you have them too high, you'll be bad at it, too. Like, so you don't want to be the best at everything. So, like, yeah, right? So for, like, encyclopedia, if you have that really low, you're just going to be stupid and not know anything. (laughs) I put it really high because I like knowing things. And it was actually a detriment to me because... Every time I would go anywhere or click on anything, the encyclopedia part of my brain would be like I like go walk by a car and the encyclopedia part of my brain would be like, Ah yes, a 1956 Chevrolet Ford thing built in this place in this city. And it just gave me all this useless information. And it like actually took you. You have a set time throughout the day. So you're you're you can't just waste time doing nothing. And it wasted so much time just telling me all this worthless God, stuff.
1: It's sounds such a, like a chore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is or
0: or like drama. If you have it low, you're not going to be able to tell when people are lying to you. But if you have it too high, then you are going to see everything everyone's doing as an act, like they're in a play and you're going to be nice. confused about what's real and what's not. They do that with everything. And it's such a cool idea and just having these different parts of your brain talk to you is so fun like I had pain threshold really low so it would get upset at me whenever I do something that causes me pain <laughs> like my last example I swear at the very beginning of the game there was my my tie was in the ceiling fan and so I reached up to try and pull it down and I missed and fell and knocked myself out for four hours <laughs> oh
1: my God. You like thirty minutes. Holy <laughs> Oh man. I need to play that I I, I hope that comes the like game pass or something sir. Right?
0: I'm surprised it isn't. It's a perfect game pass.
1: Four game. hours. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, it's good. I love that. I
0: I could have endless stories about it.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh oh man. Um here, here's a like a pretty maybe, maybe obscure one did you ever play the um uh, i have to look at what the full title is but it's henry hatsworth and the puzzling <laughs> adventure oh i think or i know henry what this hatsworth. is
0: Sorry. i've never I, no but i remember this game
1: yeah it's it's wild because it's the platformer but it's a there's a platformer on the top screen so then the bottom screen is a little puzzle game and like enemies you defeat in the top screen will like pop down into the bottom screen and then in order to actually kill them and get like power-ups and shit you'll play like a little like block puzzle on the bottom screen and it's it's cool as hell it's it's so fun
0: this might be the most ds game i've ever seen (laughs) i know it's beautiful this yeah i forgot all about the ds there's probably tons of games we could talk about with weird mechanics but this one this sums up weird ds mechanics
1: Oh man, yeah. That, another one of my uh, another one of my answers is is another DS game that's just super goofy, but Do it rehab worth All right, so uh, have you ever heard of the game Contact for DS? That's a Go very ahead. vague name.
0: Yes, yes, I remember seeing reading this one in a magazine.
1: It's, it, I, it's so weird. I can't. I don't really. No, I guess it would be an RPG if anything, but. So, so, what's weird is, like, the entire time, so the top screen always shows the Professor in, like, like a Super Nintendo, like, pixely mm-hmm. kind of resolution on the top screen, and on the bottom screen, you're, you'll play as Terry, and it's more like what you would see on a DS kind of visual, um, oh, yes. and then you just go around this, like, island that you mysteriously washed up on or something, or no, 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 the Professor, I forget how they find Terry but you, you're on the professor's boat and you go from like, island to island and you help him find pieces of his machine or something, but uh, it's just the goofiest thing, like, like, um, it's kind of, rather than, uh, man, how do I explain it, uh, <laughs> did you ever play uh, Oblivion? No, uh,
0: no. My first, my first one was Skyrim. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. So, so rather than um getting like skill points, or I guess accumulating XP and then leveling up, um each of your like, I guess like attributes, like uh like your knife skill, um your cooking skill, stuff like that will mm-hmm. like go up as you use them. Yep. And uh oh, it's just so weird and. Rather than, uh, um, oh, oh man, there's like a goofy like stomach system, or like when you eat food or drinks to like fill yourself. Like your stomach capacity can only hold so much. Oh. So like you can't eat or drink like a ton of stuff at one time. Otherwise, Cherry will get too full and you can't feel. <laughs> and that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> no, it's such an it's such a, a cool game, but it's weird. it's
0: yeah, sure. that's again one of those I didn't have this one written down, but I've got to talk about now so that we're on the DS tangent Did you ever oh, play yeah. yes. Spirit Tracks or what was the other Zelda on DS? Oh it on the
1: tip of my tongue
0: of DS It was we're really, Phantom Hourglass, that's the one I'm thinking of It had I have,
1: I, have, I have Phantom Hourglass for
0: sure It had so many weird mechanics that you could only do on the DS. First of all the idea of controlling Link with just the stylus is insane. Like, you didn't use any of the buttons to control Link or swing or anything. You would hold it on the screen, and that's how you would move, and you would do slashing motions. That's madness that they decided to do that. And they had all these other random DS-only things, like someone would be like, oh, here's a the point on the map. If you just want to press it against your map, it'll transfer. And you're just like, what? Why what not? do you mean? And you have to close your DS and put it into sleep mode and open it back up because you're pressing the two maps together. Or you'd, you'd go up to a windmill that you needed to have blow to move something or whatever. So you'd blow into the microphone.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So Oh, and they had the flute. They had a pan flute that you would play by blowing into the microphone. Such weird things.
1: Oh, that reminds me. I, I didn't write this one down either, but you've heard me rant about this one a lot. Uh, the the and Odyssey series. How you have to like, you have to draw a map as you go through each lab Like you yourself draw the map. Oh yeah. As you yeah. like, you draw like lines for like the walls, and you put like a, like, a little door icon in there. That's down, cool. Like, where traps and levers and junk are. Yeah, that,
0: that's, that's a neat that's idea.
1: Cool. I love that stuff.
0: I've got one that I did have written down. It's an untraditional one, but it's it's weird. You just have to let me explain it. What's How much do you know about college football?
1: Uh, I mean, I know that it's football of <laughs> being played by people in college, and that's, yeah. so that's about it. You got it. You NCAA, got it. right?
0: Yeah, NCAA football. Um, <laughs> in, in the video games uh, and in real life, you have your regular season where you play games. And then when you're not playing games, you're trying to recruit high school students to join your team to come to your school and so the process for that in the football games was each week you would have a set amount of time and number of phone calls you could make to high school students and you would have actual conversations with them to try and figure out what they were looking for and to try and convince them to come to your team and it's just really weird to think about that they had a section of this game where you would cold call teenagers and be like do you like uh facilities football facilities and they'd be like no i really don't care about that and you could then Do you like spaghetti? We have <laughs> yeah, spaghetti we've got spaghetti here so much spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> and you could either still try and sell them on that or you could just pick something at random so you could be like well we have some really good facilities here and he'd be like i don't care i'm gonna go or, or you could be like, we got a really good uh, culture here. We got lots of good culture, and they'd be like, "Oh, cool! I love culture. Let me come play football for you."
1: <laughs> I love culture.
0: It's just such a weird mechanic, and it was like my favorite mechanic in the game. I liked doing that. It was almost like a puzzle to try and figure out what each each student was into and how to convince them to come join me. Oh, was weird. There, was weird. there
1: different like different like dialogue options like like? Mass effect yeah. and stuff like
0: that? Not not like mass effect level, but it was just like there there were like six attributes. It was like uh facilities, culture, uh accomplishments, national exposure, things like that. And so you could just pick oh, that's cool. any of those to ask, and then you could pick any of those to pitch to them. So you could even if you wanted to, like let's say your team has zero national recognition, you could still pitch that and be like we were on TV once last year out of our 16 games. How would you like to be a part of that? And they'd be like, that doesn't sound as good as you think it does.
1: (laughs) We were on a Fritos commercial. Oh Did you ever play Final Fantasy X? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, I played two hours
1: of it. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Okay. You'll you won't know about this then. <laughs> um You don't know how so, far I got? <laughs> so yeah, did you ever get to your first summon? Uh, I don't like know called like bird thing.
0: Yeah, I did.
1: Okay. <gasps> so but normally uh, it's not about that one though. This this one's oh. called Yojimbo and he's one of the uh Aeons that you get, but Wait, his but name's Jimbo Yojimbo. Yo, oh Yojimbo. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> his name was Jimbo. I thought it was totally. just Jimbo. <laughs> no, it's uh, so um, so usually how the summons work in that game is like you summon them and then they basically play like like one of your other party members, pretty much. Like, it's like it interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, you know, Jimbo, he ain't about that shit. You you got to pay him full bar cash for him to do like any any real damage. You got to pay him. Shit tons of guilt for him to be able to do anything. That's it,
0: hilarious.
1: It was so weird. Because he's not one that you get through this. Because most of the summons you get going through the story. But he was one of the, the like hidden ones that you could get. And you have to go pretty goddamn far out of your way. But, uh. Yeah, it, it's its wild. Like, you can pay him. Uh, what was it? Uh, you could pay him, like, 200 Something thousand gil and would insta kill everything if you wanted them to. Oh wow! Yeah, just stupid amounts of money. It's, It's
0: ridiculous. Even, even the idea of the I actually even though I only got two hours in, I thought that idea of summons was interesting because correct me if I'm wrong, but in past Final Fantasy games, summons were just like these grand, giant, ridiculous attacks essentially that would just do a butt ton of damage and look super cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And in Final Fantasy X, you summon someone and they actually fight yeah. alongside with you. I thought that was super cool. I was like, "Oh, they did a little twist to the thing." And then I stopped playing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pretty sweet thing too. And and they had their uh and like the other the other characters you get they have they like overdrive like their special abilities and stuff and I can have that too and it's pretty sweet. The riddance, yeah. like other party members.
0: You you mentioned Mass Effect a little bit ago, so I've gotta mention the weirdest character to appear as a squad mate in Mass Effect, in my opinion. Um, Do it. So backstory for the Mass Effect series is there's a, there's a species of sentient robotic creatures called the Reapers that destroy all life in the un- all advanced life in the universe every fifty thousand years and you're trying to stop them. And throughout your adventure
1: I'm giving it a big thumbs
0: down. Those yeah. yeah, they're, It's not very nice of them to do that. And no. <laughs> Throughout your adventure, you find uh, uh, oh no, what are they called? Prothean. You find Prothean artifacts, Prothean things. They were the last advanced species to get wiped out 50,000 years ago. And all that's left are their artifacts and their remains, their city remains and stuff. And then in Mass Effect 3, <laughs> EA was like, what if one of your squad mates was a Prothean? <laughs> and what if you paid us $10 to have him on your squad? $10.
1: Dollars.
0: And he is. You find him, he's been in Cryo Freeze for 50,000 years.
1: and Oh, so he's, so he's your Jimbo.
0: Yeah! Yeah, exactly. Except you don't pay him money because money is meaningless to him because his entire species is dead. And, That's uh, true. <laughs> there's there's another species I don't remember what they're called but they revere the Protheans as gods and like praise them and stuff and you can bring him to one of those species and he just freaks out like what are you doing here ah
1: he starts <laughs> fangirling on my yeah
0: what a weird thing nice I'm I'm yeah. running out on my list do you have do you have more
1: um, I've I still got a couple, couple more. okay um. And this one's actually a mechanic uh, all <gasps> right do you remember the uh, the uh that one game on gamecube like the, the one of the few m-rated games uh eternal darkness
0: yes i never played it because it was a scary game and i don't play scary games but i read a bunch about it
1: yeah it's uh so that one was like it was a really cool game for sure like probably the weird like the weird mechanic though is the what's called like the, the sanity meter or just like the sanity in general so, like as you come across spooky fellas going through your grandpa's mansion, or whatever. Um, the main character will start to spook, like they'll start to go insane. And when your sanity, or should say sanity, you'd be in your pod uh, So when, whatever, when your sanity meter uh, just goes like off the charts, and like it's just all the way up, um, the game will just start doing the weirdest shit to you. Like it'll make it seem like your TV switch. To like another input or something, or it'll make it seem like uh, like your game restarted and your save file got deleted or whatever.
0: Oh, that, that was one of was the like first you know, games to do that, or one of the at least with like TV settings and stuff, right? Man, what a great idea! Yeah,
1: like it, it would it would turn the volume or look like it was turned volume all the way down on you because like on those old TVs back in the day they would have like the little like um those like green bars yeah. and, the up, and it would just turn all the way down uh, there, there's all sorts of goofy stuff that it would do but yeah I thought that was pretty cool you know the more more spoofed you get the more the like, more like the game actually reacts to it I, you know.
0: that's a great idea you, you mentioned it was an M rated game which it is did you know it was actually straight up published by Nintendo yeah M- Miyamoto yeah, was a producer so on weird. it and Iwata
1: what? I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. That's wild. So why, why don't they do that more? What the hell?
0: Yeah, why don't they make more M rated games?
1: <laughs> I, they should make it like a Mario but M rated. Like the last bus but Mario and Luigi.
0: The the M and Mario is like the M rating symbol. Oh, that's a stupid joke. That's stupid. <laughs> God damn it. Um okay. I've got I've got another mechanic. I only got three characters because I don't play weird character games like you do. But I have another mechanic. Have you Have you heard of a game called One Shot?
1: I've heard yeah with a little little, uh, little cat guy that carries like a light bulb and stuff.
0: Yes, yes. It was an indie game that came out on PC in twenty sixteen, and uh, it's I don't remember like anything about the story. But I just know that the whole idea of it was you only had one shot to save the world in the game. You only had one shot to to beat the game. And when you got to the end, and whether it was a good or a bad ending, that's it. There was no way to go back to a previous save. There was no way to continue. Like if you closed and reopened the game, it wouldn't let. There was no menu options or anything. That was it. And I thought that's such a a great idea because. Usually, video games don't have that kind of stakes. If you mess up, you can just go back to a previous save. But one shot was like, no, yes. this is it.
1: That's cool. I remember uh, doing that a lot with, I think it was Fallout New Vegas, like I was like done ending, stupid. And I'd reload my save <laughs> and pick a different dialogue option. And they'd be like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. And then it would be like, I,
0: was, I was always the opposite. I always felt like if I had a game with multiple choices, Whatever my first playthrough was, that's what the story was for me. I couldn't imagine going back and seeing anything different because I'm like, I already had these experiences. (laughs) If I have different experiences, what does that mean for everything I did? I I only recently changed that because I used to be like, I played Mass Effect, why would I go back and try something different? (laughs) Or if I did replay it, I would make the same exact choices again.
1: That's, I know, uh, oh man, I remember, my first time playing through those games and i really screwed myself on the first game i what was it it was uh it was some choice about the um the krogan race mm-hmm. i think um and then the krogan guy ended up leaving my party or he died or something <gasps> that and happened to me too and i was like no that dude was so bad because you remember the shotgun blasted a to bits but then he, then he was gone and uh See, that
0: I had the opposite reaction. What happened to me was, yeah, I made that choice, and he got mad and like pulled a gun, and I was like, mistake. So I killed him myself. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't have that attachment to him. I was like, good riddance. You don't just pull a gun on me, your leader.
1: <laughs> you're you're on the wrong part of town for this. Partner, <laughs> quick, draw that a laser pistol.
0: Yeah, exactly did i did i do the last one or did you do the last one whose turn is it
1: uh i think i think we did one shot i mean you can go again if you want that's all good
0: i got i got one more that i have written down unless something else pops into my brain um go for it. i know you haven't played it yet and it's tunic I, love... I played a
1: little bit of it actually oh did you nice yeah just a little bit of it
0: i love tunic it's an amazing game and one of the neatest things in it is it doesn't tell you how to do anything in the game it doesn't tell you anything about the world or controls or anything what you have to do is go around the world and you find little pages of a game manual and it's in the style of like 1990s nintendo power they just nailed that look and that's cool besides that though it's completely in a different language it's in some alien made up language so you still can't read it but you can get Context clues for how to do things, and they they just hide the mechanics in that manual so well. Like every, you can do everything, everything from the very beginning of the game, but you don't know how until you find those manual pages strewn throughout the world. And it's just such a neat idea, and I loved finding those pages and trying to to translate them.
1: Oh God, yeah, I, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I heard you just ranting on and on about that game on our mm-hmm. chat that, that sounds badass. The story was well a, a little confusing, but I mean yeah. it really sounds really yeah. cool. Uh, we uh well yeah, the the well no, I guess I have two. Um so yeah, how familiar are you with the Twisted Metal Speed?
0: Very barely. I played it like as a kid and was like, I don't understand these controls and my cousins kept <laughs> killing me so i didn't like it
1: <laughs> yeah if you're new to it it's a pr- pretty pretty silly game to try to play um it has some like super goofy characters too like the the goofiest one i wanted to mention was axel and if you look him up just like a twisted metal axel he's literally <laughs> just a man between two tires and that's it. He's just a man between two tires, two and giant tires. He's in some of them.
0: He's got rockets on his shoulders, and he's got two spikes oh. by his feet. Which I'm not sure how he could spike anything because the tires are giant.
1: It's he's just. The, so the other characters are always like other people in a car. Like it'll be like some, yeah. the owner of some junkyard in like some tow truck, or it'll be like a semi truck driver, maybe even like death on a motorcycle. But no, it's just. Just he's just a man. That's a terrible <laughs> idea,
0: for being in a car combat apocalypse. Why <laughs> he's so he's so exposed. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's, unless he's building on some like some Kevlar or something, but <laughs> that's
0: even the, that's not gonna help a car ramming into you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's like a super 1990s design. Like if that was made today, it just wouldn't wouldn't fly. But in the 90s, I'm sure it was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. <laughs> Cowabunga! Yeah, that, that radical.
1: Definitely, that definitely was. Search! Oh my mm-hmm. god! And and I. But there was. Um. I forget which which game it was, but there's also one where one of the characters was like a leprechaun and a little like VW Beetle or, or something like that. I, oh yeah. no! But that, that that series has been crazy. Oh um, Then you said you were out of ideas, or did you have any more?
0: Uh, just a random one I thought of. I've never played it, but in, in uh and I, I want to stick to games that we played because those have better influences on us but I gotta mention Death Stranding because it's filled with wild mechanics but I'm only on list one that I heard If it's, I don't know if it's raining or whatever but you can collect, I believe you can collect rainwater and it turns it into monster energy drink and you can drink that to give you some more health
1: And I remember, oh my god I remember seeing all the all the little screenshots of the product placement of Monster Energy. Yeah, oh. they had
0: super high-quality cans in there. It's
1: <laughs> the little...
0: such a weird thing.
1: Oh, my God. Um, and the last thing I had was, how, how familiar are you with the Breath of Fire series?
0: I thought you were going to say Breath of the Wild, and I was going to be like, yes. Oh,
1: no, no, no,
0: no. No, I have zero familiarity <laughs> with Breath of Fire
1: Alright, so, um, with, with that one, there's all sorts of different, like, I guess, like, species of characters that you can, uh, you'll come across and that'll join your party, like, uh, in the second game, there's, like, this dog thief man that joins you. um, oh man, I already forget his name, but it's also in the second game, and there's this, uh, there's this plant guy that joins you, um, one sec. Bar. There we go. yeah he's just a little he's what's called a grassman and yeah he's just a little uh little plant guy and oh uh, uh, yeah like got
0: grass stilts
1: yeah and what was it it was uh you so you first see him like really really early in the game but he doesn't join you he's like he felt captive by some circus or something um but then later down, later on down the road you um, I forget if you like break them out or whatever, but uh... But yeah, like, like at the at the time, like when I first played that, that was on uh, I don't know, about on like the uh, the 3ds virtual console like forever ago. Oh, uh, that was pretty cool. Little oh, Grass Man that was pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: yeah, those those JRPG game type games always have the best the best weird characters. Like. The Western studios are like Skyrim has that guy that took the arrow to the knee. Ah, <laughs> that's their weird Oh, and, guys.
1: Uh, oh what was it? Yeah. And then there'd be like Dragon Age. They'll be like, haha, uh-huh, they're all people except for this bald elf guy. <laughs> be crazy.
0: We really went wild with this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's an elf, but he's bald. <laughs> Eat shit like a list. <laughs> That is pretty much all like I got I going on and on about like Brother Fire series they have all sorts of goofy guys like the Horseman, Sten or no, that's not Sten. There's a Horseman, there's a Monkey Man, there's a Cat Lady. Um, that, that's all I have.
0: That's it. That's all the there are no more weird mechanics or characters in all of video games. We have
1: Don't you dare try to prove us wrong.
0: We have discussed them all. If you want to try to prove us wrong though Reach out to us on Twitter and tell us of what weird mechanics or characters we missed because you're not gonna be able to find any. we talked about them all.
1: That's true or uh, I'll, I'll post a uh, once this episode goes live, I'll, I'll, we can slap a little question random episode an anchor or even go on the Facebook that I made that I just oh yeah, we have a Facebook now. stuff on because I don't know what the hell to do with it, but yeah.
0: Or email us at superpodsaga at gmail.com. I don't know what you. Email us whatever. Send us pictures of your dogs or cats.
1: but Send us your fa- your favorite flavor of bang energy drink.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. What's
1: yours? Oh, I'm a. Oh, was it? Ma- peach mango? Yeah, that's a, good, that's one. a really
0: good one. Mine is rainbow unicorn.
1: Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Uh, rain has a rainbow sherbet flavor that is. Uh, can't see it, but chef gets
0: it's a, a Bang? Rainbow sherbet.
1: No, it's Rain, actually. My bad.
0: Ah, uh, see, that's why I hadn't heard of it. I was like, there's very few Bang flavors that I haven't tried. I even found a hy v that had a champagne-flavored Bang, and it's the only time I've ever seen that in my life.
1: Was that the, the Rosé one or something like no, that? No,
0: it was champagne. What? It was disgusting. I've never that had real good. champagne in my life, so I had nothing to compare it to, but... <laughs> to, to my baby it was disgusting <laughs> anyways video games uh, any, anything else you want to add Aaron
1: um, no that's pretty much it just uh, yeah I uh, I could just keep going on and on and on about Breath of Fire though. Do, do not get me started do it on I'm the twitter add- page just post a-
0: random things on the twitter page
1: <laughs> I'll do one one character a day across all four games yeah the fifth one we don't all- everything everything five and after we don't talk about they
0: suck yeah I I didn't even know there was five of them but listeners thank you for watching and I hope you have wait wait I have to tell you what the next episode is going to be about
1: yeah you
0: do oh (laughs) my gosh I almost forgot what a disaster that would have been okay uh, Aaron ask me what the next episode is going to be about
1: okay one sec Tommy what is the next episode going to be about
0: we are going to be discussing video game endings the good the bad
1: the weird oh yes yes i'm ready for this i, I got i got oh my god save all it right. save I'm it don't say out. anything save yep. it for next week all Right, shutting up
0: okay you shut up too listeners have a great day bye <laughs> bye <laughs> i think craig stayed the whole time
1: i'm not gonna record all that again
0: Well, my backup recording went the whole time, too.